Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. Hey everyone, quick message from Tucson's Rising Phoenix Fitness and Defense. Help treat anxiety and depression with martial arts training and education. Develop the confidence, skills, and fitness you need to stay safe. Our focus is real-world self-defense tactics, practical and effective for everyone. You can find them at 4500 East Speedway Boulevard, number 4. Tucson AZ 85712 or you can call them at 520-838-1592. They are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So hit them up. Learn martial arts, very therapeutic, and you can learn to kick ass and kick depression's ass as well. So um hit them up. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I'd like to welcome special guest, Soho Johnny. How you doing, Soho? How are you, Screaming Choi? How are you doing today? Pretty good, the last day of my weekend, but um, you know, not too bad, just being lazy today. Well, that's that lazy Sundays, it happens to the best of us. And uh, uh, as long as you had a great day and the sun was shining where you are or breathing in fresh air, which I believe you're a part of the world is, uh, as we were just talking before, how beautiful the air is over in uh, sunny Tucson, Arizona. Oh, yeah, it's pretty nice. Can't complain. It was uh, real stormy last night, actually. Like, it was, it was pretty bad. We needed it, though. Well, we've been dealing with the remnants here up in uh, New York, <coughs> the New York vicinity of the remnants of that hurricane that hit the uh, Floridians a little bit earlier in the week, but it's okay. We survived and we go forward because that's what we do. Right. So we can do, right? <laughs> this uh, is true. So uh, why don't you tell me about yourself, man? <clears throat> well, um, I call myself the accidental tourist of my journey so far in life. Nice. To where I am and how I've gotten to be here. Uh, um, Soho Johnny is a name. It was a nickname I had as a kid and growing up at my dad's trucking business. Uh, four generations of my family go back in the Soho Historic District area of New York City, uh, back in the Big Apple, Manhattan. 
Uh, and uh, actually, my grandfather had started from there. And then my father had a trucking business with him. And I just got involved going on in there. And, uh, and then someone got involved with real estate. But before I get into that, um, I was brought up in the city. Uh, and uh, I used to be a stuttering young kid in grammar school and whatever. And I was a nervous kid. And, uh, I was always like a class clown as a, like a jokester, even in grammar school. And I would make people laugh and everything. And it was important for me to make people smile, I guess, because of my own inside nervousness. <laughs> and uh, as, as I got older, I just found myself always like kind of being in front of a crowd and entertaining. So the segue from that, as I got a little bit older, um, and, and I used to get in trouble. I mean, back in those days, I'm going back to the 60s. They were very, very strict, especially in a parochial school where I went, where they didn't spare the rod that put you right in your place. Uh, but it was all good. So segue from that, uh, my parents had, uh, they lived in a large complex called uh, St uh, Stuyvesant Town, Peter Cooper Village in, in the lower, by 14th Street in Manhattan. And uh, they had eventually... Uh, moved to the Boogie Down Bronx to a sister complex in apartment built uh, a complex that met met life had built both of them back in the time Parkchester then eventually they got a house okay and uh, when they got a house um, there was a garage in the back and I'm still in uh, grammar school high school I forget somewhere thereabouts and you know I had got like somewhat of a name of just getting people together and music whatever and in that garage, I ended up, and this is rock music, classic rock today, we call it. I had a strobe light, a black light, and I would play, you know, a lot of the rock music. And because I had kind of a name from school and from the neighborhood, people would just, all my friends would come and converge on that garage after school. And it was kind of like a makeshift nightclub, so to speak. Oh, good. It was really, really man. cool. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. And back in those days, you know, the boogie down Bronx, if you will, you know, it was pretty iffy. I mean, there was gangs on the street. I had a duality of nature. I was struggling to get that A and like in the honor roll as a kid. But then I also was in a gang at night because that's the thing that you do back in those days. You could get home safe and go home safe and wear colors. It was kind of a trip. But, um, you know, and so a lot of the other families, they were happy that, you know, all these kids or their children were in this back garage at, uh, you know, at my family's house here because they felt it was better there than just being out on the streets with the gangs and whatever. So segue to that, that's kind of like, you know, that nervous energy I just manifested and always wanting to make people smile or entertain, as it were, that kind of umbilical cord that we have, that passion. That was probably the seed. Uh, I attribute my mom to getting some of the seed of entertainment. She was, uh, uh, she wasn't big, but she ventured forth with some awful Broadway plays and things like that and certain amount of modeling, but she never went that far. It was hard for a woman back in those days to advance as easy as it is today. And my dad, uh, I attribute my sense of humanity and humility. Okay. And we'll, that will tie in in a minute. So as I continued to go forward, I started doing like, you know, these uh, kind of family reunions and, uh, uh, get-togethers. When the disco music came along, I was kind of like a makeshift DJ and entertaining. And not so much like super professional level, like, like it wasn't at Studio 50, Studio 54 or anything. And uh, But it was always, that seed was always there. So fast forward from that, uh, maybe about 27 years ago, give or take, uh, you know, and, you know, I was working for my dad's business, trucking business. And 
uh, you know, started a real estate leg in Soho. My dad had eventually passed away from cancer about 27 years ago. Oh, and as I was kind of doing these events or whatever, and, and, and then I said, you know what, just let me do a charity spin on it. Because as I was mourning my dad, I said, let me channel that energy to something positive in his name and everyone else's name that's affected by cancer. So I started doing, you know, shows or gigs, as we call it, for the um, American Cancer Society. And once I started doing that, it kind of opened up a whole other world for me. You know, it just was like the trifecta of the secret source of what created, you know, the real Soho Johnny. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, it was the charity, the amount of love that I've gotten, I, I've gotten back from people and doing something like that and outreach. Uh, the people that surrounded me, like-minded people, the, uh, uh, the connectivity, the passion of even performing even more to a higher level now for different reasons. And just, you know, I, I had all these people since then have come around me, have surrounded me as far as my team. So I started building up a entertainment company. And uh, of course, uh, it ended up being Soho Johnny because I was the authentic Soho Johnny for generations going back in Soho for real. It's not just a propaganda name. And, uh, and then I started, you know, taking the notch up with all celebrities and outreach, whatever. And uh, I always had that charity flair into it. And uh, I started getting involved a little bit more with recording my own music, which I'm doing now. And I started a few record labels and representing some select artists, which uh, we have now that are doing really, really, really great Anime's uh, uh, X, uh, which uh, you know, we, they came from out of... Uh, well, they're, they're, you know, you know, on the state side, but they were very, very popular in Japan. Japan. We teamed up forces with them and brought them into the Soho Johnny family. And uh, they're doing great charting all over the world. They'll be here soon. And we've got planning some great concerts. As a matter of fact, we're doing another charity event. We're planning for them called Camp. I think it's Camp Marcella in New Jersey somewhere for blind kids, the blind kids camp. And they're going to be performing, having a nice gig there. So it's in the works. <coughs> Uh, we have April Rose, Gabrielle. Um, she's uh, uh, She did the song track for, um, for uh, um, oh gosh, it's just, uh, we were just at the opening down at the, uh, in Manhattan the other day. But she just did the song tracks of um, uh, something of science and women. I forget the exact name of it, so forgive me, everybody. But April Rose, Gabrielle, you could Google her. She's all over the internet and she's doing fantastic. And she's a, uh, so, such a talented gal and uh, uh, we should all watch for her. Many of you already know of her and uh, Sammy Ray, who's also doing great. And, uh, you know, uh, Juliana. And so we have these other artists and so I've been promoting them, helping them. And, you know, it's all about the team and just receiving a lot of love of things that I'm doing with the charitable nature. Going forward from that, uh, I guess last year in COVID, uh, I lost my mom to COVID. Okay. And again, I went back to that seat, that formula. Okay. You know, I'm still feeling it now. Like so many people have been affected by disease or whatever. This is the latest. I didn't know what a pandemic was. Like many of us didn't know what a pandemic, I heard of an epidemic, not a pandemic until this thing chugged along. Right. Uh, but it took my mom early on before we had the science or whatever, but I was lucky that she lived to a ripe old age of 93. And in her name, I already had this on the shelf. But I still had founded this foundation called Let Me Help Inc. Inc.org. And the foundation, uh, unlike a charity, could give to different charities at a given time or at different times. 
Nice. Yeah, we did. And, and we were able to last November, it had to be virtual because it was still too early in back in November uh, of last year during the pandemic. But we did, thanks to the team I have around me, John Valesco, Eileen Shapiro, Jimmy Starr, and so many different people, we were able to put on a six-hour virtual show. It wasn't supposed to be six hours, but we had artists and celebrities and of all different types, walks of life, different ages, different uh, types of music come support us. And it's been, it was overwhelmed. I was very, very overwhelmed. And, and just out of the goodness of the heart to help promote the show and raise money for Let Me Help. Uh, we had uh, uh, we were allowed to show appearances or performances or, or just shout outs from like the likes of Patrick Stewart, Cedric the Entertainer, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, uh, B. Fred Schneider from the B-52s, uh, you know, C.C. Peniston, uh, and, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Rick Wakeman, uh, uh, John Lodge from the Moody Blues. Uh, it was just, it was really, 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 um, it really, really, really was um, overwhelming the love and support. That's, and we raised that's, money that's, for three different causes, Troy. Uh, we raised money for a, a, a COVID thing that was in, you know, I live in Westchester County in, in New York, uh, a COVID, uh, like Meals on Wheels, the big meals for people that were sick, like COVID. Then we also raised money for... Um, prostate cancer okay which uh was near and dear to a member of my team and uh, our organization and we also raised money for uh, i uh, for anti-bullying awareness uh with a co-producer of the show who had one of the six hours was was his handiwork another talented artist in his own right uh andrew cole hashtag i am no joke and uh, that was just wonderful to be able to do that. And uh, it was just, it was just so blessed to be able to have that, to be involved with that. Um, we've had, uh, had Scott Page on the, on, on the show as well. He's a buddy of mine. We all know him. He's the keyboardist from the, uh, from the original Pink Floyd. And uh, he's got so much going on, a good friend of mine. We helped, we, I collaborated with him to help him on the, uh, uh, but I guess it was January 2020 show that he uh, hosted and I think in Anaheim, California, called Dark Side of the Nam, to raise money for the Watts Conservatory for children there uh, as well. And uh, not far from L.A., I guess. I don't know exactly where it is. Uh, Skid Row, whatever. I just interviewed him a couple of days ago. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude, sharp guy, and, uh, you know, good, real good-hearted guy and good friend of mine. And uh, he's and he's got his living concert. He's got a lot of things going on as well in his world and uh, definitely someone to watch. Uh, so, you know, um, 2019, we did a great, um, you know, classic disco, which is kind of like one of my loves as, as well, as I mentioned earlier. We did an all-day festival, and this was uh, 2019 before the pandemic, and that summertime there, and it was really great. I mean, it was we had the um, a co-hosted with me, Aunt Danny Terrio from the old Dance Fever show, and he taught John Travolta how to dance. We had Tavares, Heatwave, Fonda Ray, Sharon Brown, Double Exposure, Instant Funk. Uh, Arnell Carmichael on radio, Planet Patrol, Harold Melvin's Blue Notes, uh, and the list goes on. We had Monty Rock the Dirt. He was the DJ in the original Saturday Night Fever, and he did that song, My Wig is Wet, My Chiffon is Wet. Um, 
Get Dancing from uh, Disco Tex and the Sex Alettes, and it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we had uh, Constantine Morales, who's not really disco, but what a great voice. We know him from Rock of Ages, uh, had uh, shown up in force as well. And uh, we just, it was an all day event. Uh, and uh, we it was uh, we had an afternoon in a circus a circus tent and an evening uh, inside a grand ballroom and everybody had such a great time and again it was uh, and it was for a charitable cause and uh, it was just wonderful. So um, we've got a lot of things going on in the label now and the platform. Uh, we uh, teamed up also with uh, my brilliant friend Maurice Hamilton from the SMC Group. And what we do there is that we'll take aspiring artists that are on their way up and we'll just lock them in with contracts with multinational corporations like Exxon or Unilever to make them like, you know, some poster childs for some of their promotion as well. And, uh, you know, for branding, uh, we've got that we're working on. We came out with a comic book, a Soho Johnny first issue comic book, which was endorsed by the comic book men and Kevin Smith in the series. We all know them. I was so blessed. That was so cool. And uh, and the comic and, and you know the irony of the comic book is it was just kind of like a labor of love, and we were just chugging away, you know, kind of like thinking, ah, oh, why don't we just do this? Because I'm a comic book aficionado, Silver Age guy with Marvel comics since uh, back in the day. I used to collect in the in the '70s issues from the '60s and '60s and '50s. But um, you know, the premise of it, ironically, before the pandemic was this character, my alter ego, Soho Johnny, going around to a very depressed kind of pandemic-y world. Uh, and people just really being down and out or depression or poor or suffering. And I just, I, I get these powers from three people, okay? Uh, and I just shine it on them and I just lift their spirits and I bring them out and I get them back out into the world and made, made them, you know, you know, gave them a better attitude on life and started to turn them around to so they could function and, and then better outreach and deal with others and humanity. And, and that's really the basis of the book. So who are my three uh, people that bestowed powers on me? And by the way, there's a little bit tie-in, you know, because I'm a comic book guy, as I just said, but on the DC, on the DC side, DC comics, many of us know, many of you know what I mean, Marvel, DC, those are the two main titles of comic books back in the silver age of, you know, the 60s and early 70s, there was a character called Shazam. He was like a Superman type character with red leotards. And the Billy Botson is this young kid that turns into Shazam when he says Shazam. Mm-hmm. And he, he had powers bestowed upon him from like all these mystical gods. Like uh, I, I could be getting the names wrong because I Norse mythology, Greek mythology, I get them mixed up. But let's say Achilles who or Mercury who has super speed or Hercules for super strength or whatever the case may be. So in this book, I get powers from three people. One of them is Scott Page, who we just mentioned. Another one is flamboyancy from uh, my Mr. Magnificent, I call Monty Rock III, who I had mentioned before. And uh, uh, something, uh, some other ability from, uh, you know, one of the uh, most brilliant book writers and publicists in the planet called, uh, uh, his name is Howard Bloom. And uh, they kind of give me bestow these powers on me. And uh, it just coincidentally, it just segued right into the pandemic. And so we've got a lot. We'll see when the second issue is going to be coming out of that. And that's a lot of fun as well. 
man. And and you know, <laughs> to get powers from that's that's epic. That is a really it was really really cool. And uh, again, I, I owe it all to my team for a lot of these things that are going on. Um, so Soho Records, Trebekah Records are our labels right now. Uh, we have a venue, uh, a uh, we have a Soho. I mean, we have properties in Soho. And by the way, that's what we do. You know, I, I, I had gotten involved in the real estate business, kind of like really at the advent before Soho Johnny really existed, except for a nickname. And the real estate business is Pep Real Estate, P-E-P, -E like Peter, every Peter, PepRealEstate.com. And uh, that's in Soho based and we have properties, whatever. And we find solutions for retailers that want to open up offices or commercial and uh, we bring in, ex you know, solutions for experiential to getting people in through the door. Now, the tie-in to the old entertainment with Soho Johnny is that it was always involved skirting with the entertainment industry. Like, you know, 1985, I signed a lease for Grace Jones's restaurant. Andy Warhol used to hang out in one of my grandfather's buildings, you know, used to be one of his real, these were all broken down. Like Soho, Soho was like, everybody knows Soho today. But back then, you know, it was, these were just like abandoned, like old tenement shacky warehouses you know but in good areas and loft buildings and uh you know it, it just kind of i just kind of i, I didn't really think about it because i had tunnel vision i tried to, to, to try to tie that passion that stuttering young energy i had as a youth into something different into entertainment so you know people ask me today like what would i have done differently and my answer to them, especially people that want to get involved in entertainment or aspiring artists, you know, I tell them that, uh, you know, that you need to drive the bus of your life and not be a passenger. You know, I was kind of like a passenger younger in my life, I think. I think I did well in this certain amount of conformity that's bestowed upon us by our people of influence or our parents, whatever. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? As long as it has a code of ethics and values that we all hope that we have and, and live by. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the, it's important to understand and get to understand who you are. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. What is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warned us about in their classic song, Revolution? Quotations from Chinese Communist leader, Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolutions, civil war, and sedition. 
from ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. All right, and as and, and, and who you are inside and feed that inner passion into something. Of course, you got this. So there's the nine to five, making a living, put money on the table. That's part of what we all have to do and survive. And I make light of no one else's suffering or or um, issues. But you know, I think we just always have to feed into that because having that self fulfillment, that self love or acceptance, not being narcissistic, but the love and acceptance and forgiving of yourself is the position you want to be in for outreach and helping others or just being able to communicate in a better way and loving yourself is the best way that you can start it from a place of that before you can love someone else. During the whole pandemic, my whole words were, you know, social distancing is not social isolation. It's actually the opposite. Those are the times that we had outreach more than ever. Thank God when things are getting a little bit better now and people are feeling more comfortable with inoculations and going out. Uh, but, you know, back then it was a pretty scary time. I myself was pretty much of a couch potato for a while there uh, because, you know, I, obviously I lost my mom, you know, and uh, that kind of hit home. But, you know, I just the, uh, you know, just about using common sense and uh, and, and uh, the whole platform that we've developed is outreach for everybody. There's no politics. There's no diversity. The House of Soho Johnny is open to everybody and our business. We're always open for the. Um, for select, uh, suggestions of what to do with the foundation, info at letmehelpinc.org, pop a line, uh, Soho Johnny, John, John, J-O-H-N at, so, at Soho Johnny, S-O-H-O-J-O-H-N-N-Y.com, SohoJohnny.com website, Soho Johnny LLC, I know the usual thing, Facebook and Instagram and, and let me help and whatnot and what forth. But um it's been a very interesting journey, Troy. Um, and I, I feel very, very blessed. Yeah, I, re I really feel blessed that I was able to be part of this and uh, to go forward into the future. But there's so much going on in the future. Uh, I, um, uh, through uh, those of us that are New York bound or New York, uh, uh, especially those that are out in Long Island, August 21st, uh, I have the the, the privilege of hosting the Marshall Tucker Band at the Montauk Lighthouse in conjunction with the Montauk Sun, the major tabloid there, and the, it's in all the buses and everything. Looking forward to that. That's going to be a trip. Uh, and uh, um, we may have uh, some of our artists on the big screen in Times Square, literally towards the end of this month, maybe July, I don't know, 26, 27, 28, something like that. Uh, some of them I just mentioned, like April Rose, Gabrielle, Anna Mazex, maybe Sammy Ray. And uh, uh, um, we may have a, um, I mean, we have a location now in Soho at 53 Worcester Street, which we're collaborating uh, uh, with the uh, Soho Inventive Studios uh, company and Alex McCarthy that we're going to be uh, opening up an acting and a kind of geared entertainment school tied to the gallery and, and uh, the gallery and the art art uh, industry, especially that's always been a big part of Soho and a big part of fashion. Uh, September 11th, I'm collaborating with uh, Charlie Z, fantastic guy, uh, during Fashion Week for a really a kick-ass electronic music show, which I'm, I'm not sure exactly where it's going to be because I'm not the main one that's 
driving that, but I'm not sure if it's going to be at Rumi downtown or City Winery, but really looking forward for that. That's going to be fun to have by all major fashion icons will be there. And uh, again, I, we always, I always tie in the charity, charity things and everything we could and when money's involved. I believe in it. And uh, I believe that we're all role models to each other. It doesn't matter what little or, or much that you have. It doesn't matter what you look like, what your background is. You know, we all make a difference to, some, to somebody in the most insignificant way to the most profound way. It could be just walking down the block and just saying some kind words to an elderly lady that's sitting down and just putting in a better frame of mind. Because that little ripple you put out into the universe, if we all do it, could create a tidal wave of good faith and love. For sure, Johnny. I love that, man. And I wish more companies were like that. You know, like you were saying, you know, you don't judge and especially all the charity work. Like you're just doing it for the people, literally, you know. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really important. I mean, uh, and, and again, this is not talking about me. I'm not trying to take credit here. Uh, I, I feel it really is my philosophy that I feel blessed that every day is a blessing and a gift. It's on my website. And if I wake up every day feeling thankful and not pretentious that, uh, you know, I have anything coming to me and I don't, I, I, I deserve this, deserve that, you know, it keeps me humble, you know, which I contribute to my dad a little bit, how I relate to other people. And I think if we all have that type of attitude uh, and, and then tying it to music, you know, and entertainment and that umbilical cord and connection with people and put, lifting people up, making them happy, even if it's one night out, like a good concert would do, you know, just get people out. Just to, especially, it's been so much of like a rubber band snapping in the other way after this pandemic. People have been suppressed. I can't do this. I can't go out. I can't even go out to a dinner because I'm afraid of eating in a restaurant, right? Now we're seeing a resurgence, a renaissance, if we're we'll going in the other direction. Because of people feeling more comfortable, there's so many people at once that just want to get in. They want to buy that concert ticket. They want to go out to eat. They want to enjoy the summertime in the Northeast, which is uh, we have the change of seasons here. So it really, really is, you know, and for a, while, for a little period of time here, we're going to have a little bit of overage of that. And, uh, and, and, and I think it's wonderful. Okay. But, you know, I have it on my website. Uh, the, the breadth of love is spoken in the language of musical expression. Uh, so just translating that passion into music. And uh, I was in the studio with uh, a great producer friend of mine, Ray Detone. He's wonderful. And a, trib a tribute song that I'm coming out with very, very soon and uh, writing some of my own music. I will also share with you a scoop uh, now that uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to produce, we're going into production to, for our pilot for our talk show of that uh, yours truly would be the talk show host nice. uh, called Soho at night. And uh, it's a pilot that uh, we're putting together and we're going to put out there and I'm not going to get into the run of the show. Let's just say it's something that's going to be one of our Soho loft buildings there. And it's going to have a lot of interesting celebrity uh, involvement and exciting uh, surprises there as we, uh, as I take you through the journey there, um, personally, all the viewers, and that's, we're really looking forward to that. Uh, that probably we'll see when that's going to come out. It's probably sometime next year. So there's a lot going on, Troy, a lot going on here in the, uh, here in, in, in the think tank, you know, Stan, the, the late great Stan Lee, who was like a more modern day Walt Disney from uh, Marvel comics, uh, 
you know, he used to have something called uh, Stanley's Soapbox and uh, what, did, what did he used to say? Excelsior, you know, and uh, what was the word he used to have? Um, think Tank, I forgot what he used to call it, the bullpen, okay? Marvel bullpen with people, just as his people around just thinking up ideas and everything as they brought up so many ideas and created the Marvel Universe. What a brilliant, brilliant man. May he rest in peace. Lots of creativity right there. Right, right. It was very, very interesting. But you as well, man, from from playing in your garage, you know, to now big entertainment business and events and charities, comic books, and now a talk show. That that's amazing, bro. Thank you, thank you for saying that. And uh, you know, and the journey goes on. You know, it just it, 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 I'm the type of person that uh, you know I try not to not go through the door that's before me. You know, given the ability to do it and being reasonable in my capabilities and everything, but I, I encourage everybody to do that. You know, you know, don't say, don't limit yourself from as, as far as you can rise. I don't mean necessarily rise meaning making money. I'm to rise as far as nobility, rise as far as passion, rise as far as, you know, speaking to that in itself. And it doesn't mean you don't have to be on stage to do that. You could just be, you know, just live and just enjoy nature outside or enjoy, be a great dad or a great mom or a great lover or whatever, you know, just live life to the fullest. It is a cherry. It is a gift. And, you know, my choice was to as the conduit to entertainment and that passion I have for the connection. Okay. The passion I have for charity and all the love that it's given me that keeps putting wind into my sails and keeps me going forward for as long as I can. Uh, you know, sometimes I think of the late, great Jerry Lewis and how he, you know, those of us remember the telethon he used to have in the day, used to go on for, I don't know, maybe a week with hardly any sleep. And then maybe somebody like Frank Sinatra will show up unexpectedly and do a performance for him for, I think it was cerebral palsy or muscular dystrophy, you know, great people like that. Those are real true celebrities. We have celebrity status with people that have a talent and they're on stage and they have a great voice so they can dance so great or they could act so great. And I think that's great. And so it's our form. That's our venue of entertainment. But I think, uh, you know, there's a double celebrity status when they utilize that platform to give back in some form, in some fashion uh, way. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been possibly thinking about doing a podcast to, uh, uh, give, we may have an award ceremony coming out soon for something like that. Wow. Matter of fact, we should be having a red carpet at the September 11th, I believe. We're planning a red carpet, uh, and that would be announced. So a lot of these announcements, there's an email list on SohoJohnny.com, and we'll be blasting some of these things, of course, on, on the website uh, as well, and all social media, social, uh, Facebook, so Soho Johnny LLC, and I think Soho Johnny, whatever, just like that and uh facebook i'm not facebook instagram i'm not really a social media guy but you know it's a big part of our business and tech is a big part of our business i didn't know what zoom was before this uh pandemic right right it's just like i said what is zoom zoom is like what just like a slang word or whatever no no it's good and you know what that's the future of entertainment all the shows that we we are doing now going to have a high tech and be you know streaming in some fashion and doing that as well i think it's important mm -hmm. um we just did a meet and greet not too long ago with chuck billy from testament and a lot of exciting stuff so um we're keeping the faith and going forward uh in every every 
facet that we can. Awesome, man. I love it. Um, man, you just don't stop, bro. Well, we try, we try, um, we try to keep it going. I see that the, uh, the name is here on the screen, but I don't see a picture of my face. I don't know. If the, I don't know if the view is uh, just quick segue, Troy. It oh, has yeah. a name there. Yeah, it just shows your your name. Okay, all right. Just wanted to make sure that the uh, the tech, as we're talking with tech, and it's something that is always working. We had a storm here, like in a uh, I had a show not too long ago, and it was going on and off, and I was saying, "Oh gosh, I hope the transmission is going forward." But um, oh, that's the worst, man! The internet interruption. Oh, <laughs> I just don't like. So it. I hate editing. <laughs> Well, editing is uh, it's a big part of uh, what we need to put out there, and uh, that's it. I mean, it's all um, you know, it's all big, it's all part of the process of uh, yep. what we need to. Do. People don't realize how much they go into a production, right? They don't realize how much hard work that goes into putting on a live show. It's a lot, and that's another thing about celebrities, you know, especially when they're on tours, that they have to really have their a game they just can't say i pulled my back my muscle had a fight with my wife or my husband or my boyfriend you know they just always got to put that a game on and that's the mark of a true celebrity yeah imagine you cancel a concert because you got a cold or something <laughs> people are going to be pissed there was enough cancellations for covid right but now you know it's um yeah now everything's packed like people are going everywhere now well, in the works now in the, in our Soho bullpen is the uh, radio station as well. That should be coming sometime, probably next year. And uh, as I said, this show and uh, we've got uh, uh, Anna Mazex will be going on tour and we anticipating sometime soon. And I encourage everybody to check out Anna Mazex, A-N-I-M-A-Z-E-X, I think it is Anna Mazex, or sometimes it just has the X at the end, depending on the thing. And they're great. I mean, they are they they are a um, like a kind of a metal rock band, but with just a children's themes, uh, children's theme songs. Okay. Oh, okay. And they're great, great. Mike Vicera, Rudy Salzar. They're they're great guys, and they're passionate and they're good people, and they're so talented. We're very very proud and privileged to have them on signed on with us. But they're really, really, really doing very, very well, and I encourage we'll we'll be announcing them. They'll be uh, we'll be going on tour with them sometime soon. Awesome and exciting. And um, where can people find your stuff again? SohoJohnny.com, one word. On the internet is the website. LetMeHelpInc.org is the uh, foundation website. Uh, Soho Johnny LLC on Facebook, Soho Johnny on Instagram, and uh, uh, Soho Johnny on YouTube. Okay, we have some content on YouTube as well. We're constantly filming that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we'll be posting a lot as we go along there. John Soho Johnny Pasquale, that's my personal Facebook page. Awesome, man. Looking forward for your radio station, your podcast, your talk show. Exciting stuff, man. Well, we certainly appreciate it, Troy. And, uh, you know, while I'm at it, we're talking about outreach and everything and keeping the light on in some of these dark times, which are finally now starting to light up. Just a quick shout out for you for doing this show, because that's exactly what you're doing, too. 
18 people. Minutes. You're putting a smile on people's faces too. And I want to just take my Soho Johnny hat out off for you as well. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That means a lot. And, you know, I myself, like you, I, I, I love entertaining people as well and just making them laugh, you know? So, so while we do what we do. This is it. We go forward. So thank you so much, Troy, for uh, having me. And shout out to everybody. That's all your listeners. Um, you know, please remember to, you know, put a smile on someone's face tomorrow when you wake up and realize how fortunate we are to be here. And if you're going through a hard time, you have my prayers and my well wishes. But even more importantly, you know, um, you know, as tough as times are, for the most part, there's still people even less fortunate than us. There's always people suffering less fortunate. And uh, I make light of nobody else's suffering, but, uh, you know, let's try to be out. Let's try to be there for each other and just pull for each other a little bit. Pick up the phone, put somebody in a better frame of mind, help somebody across the street if there's a problem. If someone's down and out, try to offer your support. If you can't do money, then just be there and give love and support and concern. All these things will matter. And these are the things that will elevate us when it's our time. I really believe that. Courtesy of Soho Johnny. And Soho Johnny, great words, man. You're an amazing man. Thank you, Troy. Thank you for saying that. And again, it's not about me. It's all about us. It's about community. And it's about uh, and everything that I've told you about is really about people around me that have been supporting me, part of my team, and deserve all the credit. I'm just that little bulldog figurehead on top of the uh, hood of the Mack truck that's carrying all that heavy weight, that load. I'm just a figurehead, but it's all the people behind me that deserve the credit. Awesome, man. I like that. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Troy. Be blessed and be well, my friend. You too, man. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right. At teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that. It'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes 
Also, in between episodes, I like to add me streaming. Yeah, watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Ch Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.